It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is a special quick take episode of Pro Football Network's premier fantasy football podcast. I'm your host, BJ Rudell, BFN Fantasy Football Director. It's Friday, March 11th. And as many of you know, uh, unlike full episodes, these quick takes are about five minutes, sometimes pushing into six or seven, but we'll try to keep it to five. Uh, a deep dive PFN fantasy analyses on a player or subject. We're trying to get smarter. Um, and getting smarter doesn't mean uh, looking at average draft positions and saying, great, I kind of know how I want to draft because that usually doesn't work. <laughs> the uh, consistently top 12 preseason running backs, half of them are not top 12 running backs that season. And many of them, of those of the six that aren't on average, aren't even close. And the same thing is generally true for running backs. Same thing is generally true for quarterbacks and tight ends. It is very hard to use ADP as a vehicle for winning your league. You need something more, especially if you're in a fairly competitive league where people are really paying attention. And so today I want to focus on the Giants, specifically the Giants receivers. I new because we all follow fantasy football closely and and I do it for a living now. And I knew the Giants receiving core uh, deeply underperformed, but I had forgotten that Kenny Galladay was still the best of the group, even though he was the 79th highest scoring fantasy wideout in PPR. So again, Kenny Galladay played 14 games, 79th best receiver, and no other giant receiver scored more fantasy points than he did. I challenge everyone listening to look up, if you have many hours to kill, uh, the past 10, 20 years, and see if any other team has ever had their top scoring fantasy receiver finish outside the top 75. It is, from my mind, unheard of. And yet here it is, Kenny Galladay finishing 79th. Number two was Kadarius Toney, finished 89th. Kadarius Toney, in fairness, finished a little bit uh, better uh, than Kenny Galladay in per-game fantasy points. Tony was more injury-prone uh, last year through no fault of his own. He played 10 games. Kenny Galladay played 14. Kadarius Toney is a rising star in the league, potentially, if the Giants can get a better quarterback. And Kenny Galladay is Kenny Galladay. Uh, my uh, colleague at Pro Football Network, Jason Katz, uh, is not as big a Kenny Galladay fan as I am. Um, uh, I think Galladay uh, can be uh, a top 14 receiver in this offense if the Giants are able to get a top 16 quarterback. Uh, 
Um, I think he is relatively quarterback proof. Um, as we saw, even when Matthew Stafford got hurt, uh, Galladay was still able to be an effective playmaker at times with third string quarterbacks thrown to him and, and no other good receivers around him. So the question becomes, how do we value Kenny Galladay and Kadarius Tony, who should be the two best fantasy receivers on the Giants next year? Sterling Shepard's contract was just restructured, which is why I'm talking about the Giants today. Um, they're, uh, 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 they've got him for one more year, and Shepard's coming off a serious injury. He might not be at 100% until October. Uh, maybe he doesn't play full complement of snaps, um, depending on if the Giants are done and they want to see what they have in Tony. They're going to give Tony a lot more snaps than Shepard is going to be a free agent. Uh, Darius Slayton is going to be a free agent. He's playing on the last year of his rookie contract. He's a former uh, fifth rounder, I believe, and uh, has not been uh, the guy who um, flashed briefly when there wasn't a lot of talent around him. Um, this is no knock on Darius Slayton, uh, but when your career catch rate is barely 50% and it's been dropping each year, um, it uh, and and you're you are unable to stand out, um, even with injured players around you. Uh, you know, with Kenny Galladay out a bunch last year, Kadarius Tony out even more, Shepard out. It still remains to be seen that Slayton can be um, a steady contributor. And John Ross, uh, who the Giants might not even resign, he has a career catch rate of forty three percent. Uh, has uh, failed to catch on with the Giants after uh, really plummeting with the Bengals after being a top 10 pick in 2017. And Evan Engram is probably on the move. There's rumors that Buffalo might get him uh, and use him maybe more as a slot receiver than a tight end. The point is, heading into 2022, I see this offense coalescing around Galladay and Tony. And I think that both those guys are going to be undervalued based on ADP. I think people are going to look at, you know, oh, there's a very crowded receiving core. Uh, you know, all the main receivers are back, top four. This is you know, any, anything's going to happen any given game. I don't trust any of them. My frame of mind is I think the Giants are going to focus more exclusively on getting Galladay and Tony the ball and see whether these two foundational offensive pieces can help anchor them in a rebuild um, that's going to require a much better quarterback starting in 2023, if not sooner. And so if you're in dynasty, invest big on Tony, in my view. Invest fairly big on Galladay to the extent that it makes sense uh, in terms of what you're giving up. I think Galladay has very, very strong top 30 potential uh, in uh, as soon as this year. Uh, and I think Tony has very, very strong top 30 potential. I think one of them will be in the top 30. Um, I think this will be a largely a two-receiver uh, passing game, uh, especially if Engram leaves. There will probably be a downgrade at the tight end position, and you're going to see much more concentrated targets among a handful of receivers. The result is uh, that, again, Galladay and Tony – those are the guys to focus on. Shepard and Slayton, clearly the guys to fade. And don't get caught up in the hype that just because Galladay and Tony tanked in 2021, 
that they're going to tank in 2022. I don't believe it. Again, I'm BJ Rudell, Pro Football Network. You can find us at profootballnetwork.com. Have a great day and a great weekend.